Good evening, Bethlehem and saints of God. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, or maybe even good night or whatever time you're joining us here on our Wednesday Zoom Bible study. My name is Pastor Michael Eton, and I serve as the senior pastor right here at the Bethlehem Baptist Church. And before we get into our study today, I want to take this opportunity to invite you to the Bethlehem Baptist Church this coming Sunday at the 11 a.m. service. We're located at 311 North Dunbar. Again, we're located at 311 North Dunbar. We'd love to see your face in place. Bring a family member or a friend and join us once again at the 11 a.m. service at 311 North Dunbar. You can also visit our website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com. Again, visit our website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com. And there you can get to know us. And once you get to know us, scroll down near the bottom of the site and click the Facebook tab, the Instagram tab, the Twitter tab, the LinkedIn tab, and follow or friend us at what I call Cyber Church. We'd love for you to be a part of our cyber church extended family. But ultimately, if you live in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma, or Garvin County, we want to see your face in this place in Jesus' name. For your first, for your first timers, this is a time that's meant to be from 6 p.m. to 6:40. And over my shoulder there, you'll see we have an opening prayer announcements, uh, the reading of the word, the introduction video, the Bible study itself, the invitation and the benediction. So let's go ahead and open up in a word of prayer. Shall we pray? Father God, we thank you. We praise you. We glorify your holy name for you are always worthy to be praised. Your word says, hallowed be thy name. Once we hallow your name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And we want your kingdom to be done and your will to be done in this Bible study, Father. We ask you, Father, to forgive us our sins, wash us and cleanse us, that we might be in right relationship, right fellowship with you. That we may tonight, Lord, or this evening, this afternoon, or this morning, hear a word from the Lord. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name, amen, and praise the Lord, amen, and praise the Lord. Uh, first, I'd like to uh, thank the Bethlehem Baptist Church uh, for your hosting our fellowship day this last Sunday right here at the Bethlehem Baptist Church. We had a tremendous time. I want to thank you for allowing God to use that tremendous gift of hospitality um, that you have or that we have and people asked to come to the Bethlehem Baptist Church all over the state, the state, the district, um, because God has the ability to use his gift of hospitality right here in this church. So I wanna thank those who served this last Sunday at the 3 p.m service and all throughout as we were feeding. I want to thank you and we give God the glory uh, for all that he did this last Sunday. And we thank you, uh, the members or the disciples here at the Bethlehem Baptist Church. Well, Bethlehem, uh, this coming Friday, we're going to be fasting from 
8 a.m. to 8 p.m. as we always do. Yesterday on the pastor's text, we sent out the prayer list. We want you to pray throughout the week and fast and pray on this coming Friday from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. And we believe that prayer, it happens after prayer. We believe that prayer changes things. We believe what God's word said. Jesus said, my house shall be called a house of prayer. And I believe in seeing God work because we pray. We prayed about Sunday at 3 p.m. And God showed up and showed out. And we praise his holy name and want to be a church uh, depending upon prayer in Jesus' name, depending on prayer in Jesus' name. Uh, we're going to go ahead and get into my new study uh, that I started on last Wednesday night. And the study is challenging us to have gratitude with an attitude. Usually you'll hear attitude with gratitude. Uh, but we kind of flip the script there and say, hey, our gratitude should have an attitude. And David's gratitude had an attitude. And he said in 1 Chronicles chapter 21, 24, that I will not take for the Lord what is yours or sacrifice a burnt offering that costs me nothing. He said, it's going to cost me to worship God. It's going to cost me uh, to have gratitude. And this month we are focusing on the sacrifice of thanksgiving that costs. This month we're focusing on the sacrifice of thanksgiving that costs. And Bethlehem, I've been struggling with this because I was uh, wanting to go into uh, the last Sunday before Thanksgiving, and God has kind of waited upon my heart, and because I'm, I'm uh, one of those preachers uh, that don't uh, naturally talk about money and finances, um, he's laid it upon my heart to uh, allow those who have gratitude with an attitude to give a Thanksgiving offering uh, to the church, um, because it has to cost you something. It costs you uh, to worship uh, here at Bethlehem Baptist Church. So if God lays it upon your heart, this month, the week uh, before Thanksgiving, we want you to bring a gratitude with the attitude offering in Jesus' name. We are... In this series, first we talked about gratitude with attitude for he is good. And we were reminded of what the old folks say, God is good all the time and all the time God is good. Then on Sunday, we talked about gratitude with an attitude with a cause. And before you give your Thanksgiving offering, if the Holy Spirit uses you to do so, you have to hear this message. I sent a link out in the pastor's text, gratitude with an attitude uh, with a cost. And you can get it at our Facebook page if you're 
out of uh, Bethlehem and want to give uh, an offering, you can visit our website and give there at hear God's word at Bethlehem.com. But I don't want you to give this offering unless you know why you're giving this offering, unless it really is gratitude with an attitude from your heart. Also, we're going to continue uh, today, gratitude with an attitude with consecration, gratitude with an attitude in community this coming Sunday, gratitude with an attitude continuously, gratitude with an attitude in all circumstances. And this is the Sunday that we want you to bring your Thanksgiving offering. If God leads you by the power of the Holy Spirit, it's Sunday, November the 19th, the Sunday before Thanksgiving. And next Sunday, we're going to talk about gratitude with an attitude consumingly. And then we're going to talk about gratitude with an attitude in creation. But today or tonight, this evening, whenever you're tuning in, we're talking about a gratitude with an attitude with consecration. We're going to look at Philippians chapter 4. Verses six, Philippians chapter four, verse six, and it says this Be not or do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. Let me read that again. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving present your request to god i read to you philippians chapter 4 verse 6 and naturally we're focusing on the clause that says with thanksgiving with thanksgiving tonight we're going to talk on around three points the holy spirit gives us utterance as we talk about gratitude with an attitude with consecration, we're going to see gratitude with a consecrated trials, gratitude with consecrated talk, gratitude with consecrated thanksgiving, gratitude with consecrated trials, gratitude with consecrated talk, and gratitude with consecrated thanksgiving. And our thesis today are one sentence, and what I'm trying to communicate in today's message is Christians should consecrate their prayers with thanksgiving. Christians should consecrate their prayers with thanksgiving. We're gonna look at this brief video, then we'll get to the word. Two thousand and eighteen was one of those years for me that I will never forget. In the span of five months, my wife and I bought our first house, we renovated that first house, welcomed our first child into the world, and I was in and out of the hospital to finally have major surgery to have one of my kidneys removed. Yeah, it was crazy. And I don't have enough time to tell you some of the details of all of that that made it even crazier, but it was by far the most stress-filled and anxiety-stricken season of my life. Before 2018, I never really wrestled with anxiety. 
stressed like everyone else, sure, but for the first time in my life, I was waking up in the middle of the night anxious, not able to turn my brain off. For the first time in my life, I experienced panic attacks. And I'd like to say that since 2018, I've been good. But the truth is, I still have my moments and seasons where I struggle. What about you? How are the stress and anxiety levels in your life? What areas of your life are being impacted? How are you feeling? What I want to do is share one scripture that was big for me. But before I jump in, let me be clear. Stress and anxiety, it's a really complex issue. You can experience anxiety and not have clinical anxiety. All of us are on the spectrum somewhere with that. And the answer to all mental health concerns isn't just to pray it away. Counseling, therapy, and maybe even medication might be a part of your journey. I believe in a holistic approach. And the only thing I'm qualified to speak into as a pastor is the spiritual side of the conversation. So what I want to simply do is just to remind you of another tool that we can put on our tool belt to help us walk through seasons of stress and anxiety. And I'm going to give you one tool, and particularly one verse that was helpful for me. In Philippians chapter 4, the Apostle Paul tells us to not be anxious in anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, to present our requests to God. The things that are causing you stress or anxiety, get in the practice of giving it to God, out loud in prayer. Look beyond yourself, because you can't. I can't. Offer it up to the one that can. Be specific, be honest, be real. I love what C.S. Lewis wrote, pray what is in you, not what ought to be in you. And when we do, the peace of God, which doesn't make any sense, will guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. That word guard is a military term that means to build a garrison around and protect. It's a peace that transcends human understanding. How does it work? I don't know, but I do know that when I give it to God, when I continually, daily give it to God, when my heart and attitude expresses utter dependence on God, there is this peace that guards my mind and my heart from unhelpful and hurtful thinking. God becomes bigger than my what-ifs, bigger than my fears, and the peace of God that brings perspective, that brings truth, guards your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus as well. Amen and praise the Lord. Amen and praise the Lord. Bethlehem, you know, we've been watching the maps. We uh, put the text in context in regards to the map. And as always, we always want to find Jerusalem. We always want to find Jerusalem, which is the epicenter of Christianity uh, before it spread it throughout the the whole world. We're going to see today how it spread it. But it all started here. If you look down on the right side, the lower right side there at Jerusalem, this is where it all started for us. And this is why we are all we're concerned to this day about what goes on in Jerusalem. And we're praying for peace in Jerusalem. We're praying for peace in the Middle East. Calling uh, Israel uh, to halt its war against particularly the innocent people that are there in Gaza. 
And ultimately, uh, we're praying once again for peace in the Middle East. But Jerusalem is right here. And as we follow the map, you'll know, you've heard about Antioch. That's where Christianity began to spread. Uh, right here, Tarshish. Uh, we know about the book of Colossians, the book of Ephesians. These were all cities to where Paul spread it, the gospel of Jesus Christ. You know about Corinth right here and Thessalonians and uh, the book of Philippians. And this is where Philippi is right here, up here. And uh, this is where we are on the maps. And once again, God said with the Great Commission, and when he filled his people with the Holy Spirit of God, that it will go from Jerusalem to Judea to, uh, to the othermost parts of the earth. And here in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma, we have a church named Bethlehem. You know, Bethlehem is right outside of Jerusalem. It's not showing on the map right here. But that impact and that movement, it moved all the way through here to ultimately across the pond, as they say, in the UK to America. And that was the impact of their ministry to this day, right here in 2023. You have a preacher praying and speaking to Israel from Paul's Valley, Oklahoma, because of the work of this man by the name of Paul. And one of the books that he wrote, we're looking at tonight, is the book of Philippians. That's the word of God on the maps. First of all, gratitude with consecrated trials. First, it says here, do not be anxious about anything. Do not be anxious about anything. Now, we're, we're living in a world that can easily cause us anxiety. Just mentioned. Uh, war that's going on through with uh, Hamas in Israel. And we are concerned about the innocence of people that are there in Gaza, which a large amount of those innocent people are children. Now, it wasn't right for what Hamas did, kidnapping uh, all of those people. Uh, but it's not, also it's not right for innocent people uh, to die there in Gaza. It is really, it could cause you to be anxious. What's going on in this world today could cause you to be anxious. What's going on in this world today when we talk about Ukraine and Russia, and it was a similar situation for us for us. We don't know all the history, just all of a sudden Russia attacks Ukraine and you don't know the history that uh, Ukraine uh, was once part of Russia and, and, and here in America, we don't know the history of Hamas and we see both sides saying, saying in the occupation in Gaza and Israel is 
has a right to defend against uh, terrorists. And it's just, it's, it's enough to cause you to be anxious, let alone the world events that we've had, the hottest summer on record, even uh, heard about today that there was an earthquake in West Texas. I used to pastor in West Texas and never heard of earthquakes in West Texas outside of El Paso. 5.2 or 5.3 is being reported there. All kinds of stuff in our world. Inflation, uh, cost of gas, cost of groceries. Uh, we have housing crisis here in America today where people can't afford to buy houses anymore because of the housing markets that are especially if you stay in major cities like uh, New York and Boston has the second highest uh, inflation rate in regards to cost of living. And we talk about LA and Chicago and Houston. It's, it, it's, it's hard, it seems, um, to make a life and there's much to be anxious about these last three years, COVID and all that it did ravaged. We have so much to be anxious and we look and we pick up the word and it says, do not be anxious about anything, which uh, sounds a bit flippant. I think I preached this before, say this sounds a bit flippant. Don't you know, Paul, um, what I'm going through, don't you know? Um, I just been laid off. Don't you know I can't afford to pay my house note? Don't you know that my car is about to be repoed? Don't you know what the doctor told me? The doctor told me it was cancer and I had the church pray for me and it's and my body still has not been healed. Don't you know what's going on in my life? Don't you know how dysfunctional my marriage is or how dysfunctional uh, acting, my children, or even though I raised them in the church, don't you know, preacher, oh man of God, I'm listening from Gaza, and you're telling me to be anxious for nothing? I'm listening from the Ukraine, and you have the audacity to flippantly tell me to be anxious about anything? Don't be anxious about anything. I'm here to tell you it's what the Word of God says. It says, do not be anxious about anything. Woo, that is deep, that is deep, that is deep. Don't be anxious about anything. Regardless of the trials and tribulations that you're facing, I do believe that God will meet you right where you are. I'm praying for you there in Gaza. I'm praying for you there in Israel. I'm praying for you there. Uh, for the innocence of the people in Ukraine and the innocent of the people in Russia. I'm praying for you. And the word of God says, do not be anxious about anything. Matthew 6 and 25 says this. Therefore, I tell you, do not be worried about your life, of what you will eat or drink, and there in Gaza, they're trying to pause for a humanitarian break so we can send in supplies for those who don't have food, for those who don't have drink, 
And here God says, there, don't, don't be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink or about your body, what you will wear. Don't you know I had to leave everything behind to try to survive? And you're telling me, don't be worried about eating, don't be worried about drink, don't be worried about clothes. I have nothing left. Preach up. Says, is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? God gives us a commentary as to why we shouldn't ah, be weary. He said, look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns. They don't have a savings account. Ah, they don't, they don't even have a cash app card. They don't store nothing. And yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than them? Can any one of you by wearing at a single hour of life, you're going through the trials and God says, don't worry because it amounts to nothing. It will not add one single hour to your life. Don't focus on the circumstances, focus on the God that you serve, who says uh, he can take care of the birds in the air. He says, uh, oh, they don't sow, uh, they don't reap, they don't store in barns, yet uh, the heavenly father feeds them. Hello, somebody. I haven't been in any war-torn situations, but there have been times in my life where I did not know where my next meal was going to come from. I use this testimony uh, 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 periodically about, I didn't know where my next meal was going to come from. I was sitting in a house where my water had been, 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 been turned off and I got a call from a friend of mine and he, he wanted me to go out to uh, lunch at one of the fancy places. Uh, well, for me anyway, Papa Do's there in Dallas. In, o in the Oakland area, we, we preachers love that place up in Dallas. Didn't know where my next meal was going from or coming from, but I got they, but they took me, he took me to Papa Do's. And I, I he gave me that meal, and guess what? He gave me every meal after that as well. I got a testimony that God has the power to be Jehovah Jireh in a time of need in Jesus' name. I have other testimonies about how I'd lost everything. Another testimony, I'd lost everything. And by the time I I went, uh, uh, came, and lost everything before I had become a pastor there in Abilene, Texas, lost everything. Got called to Abilene, Texas, moved me in a nice, big, fancy house on the other side of town. Some of y'all know what I mean. It wasn't on the black side of town. It was on the other side of town, and they were looking, and, and all the people were watching, seeing what God had done. And moved into that house, didn't have any furniture. But before I believe the week was up, God had filled the house with furniture. Hello, somebody. By the time I came to Paul's Valley, had a big truck full of stuff. God can provide even when you lost it all. He can give it back in Jesus' name. Ask old brother Joe. 
He know what it's like, worse than me. I, I ain't come nowhere near, kind of nowhere, kind of close to trials that he's gone through. But his testimony was, is that God gave him double for his trouble. He had lost it all, including his children and his finances. He had lost it all. In the end, God was Jehovah Jireh. And God provided through the trials, and he gave more coming on the other end outside of the trial. Somebody today, you better know the God that you serve and know that these trials are consecrated trials. They were set apart by God uh, for you to glorify him in this time, in Jesus' name. That's consecrated trials. And here's consecrated. We're going to talk about the next point. We're going to talk about consecrated talk. So we talked tonight, gratitude with an attitude with consecration. Consecrated talk gratitude with consecrated talk it says the reason that you're not or shouldn't be anxious about anything is because you have the right to talk to god Woo! let me say it again the reason you shouldn't be anxious is because you have the right to talk to god you are a child of the living king, your child of the king of kings and the lord of lords, you are a child. It says that don't be anxious. Now you got to replace that anxiety with something. And what you replace it with is by prayer and petition. Talk to him and tell him what you want. Remember that song we used to sing back in the old days? Didn't seem like the old days, but back in the day, Call him up, call him up, tell him what you want. Jesus is on the main line. Call him up and tell him what you want. You pray to him. Not only pray or talk to him, you can petition him. You can tell him what it is that you need. What has you, what have you lost? What, what is it that you need? Are you sick and you need healing? Pray for healing. Are you, are you hungry and need a meal? Pray, petition God for a meal or what is it that you need or, or, or is it that you need some hope as you feel like you're in a hopeless situation? What, what is it that you need? You better learn to have some consecrated talk. You better learn. I, you know, I had a friend, whenever he was going through anything, he would call and just talk to his friend circle. And I was a part of that friend circle. About three or four people were in the friend circle. He'd call and just talk and tell every one of his friends, including me, all that he was going through. And I couldn't help but think, now, if you talk to God the way you talk to your friend group, if you talk to God the way you talk to your girlfriends, I had another friend also, girlfriend, a, a lady friend, not a girlfriend, a lady friend, who she would just talk and tell her friend everything that she was going through. And I couldn't help but think, boy, if she talked, boy, if he talked to God the way he talks to friend, maybe some stuff can get to happen. Maybe, just maybe, hello, somebody, he wouldn't be as anxious as he was 
talking to his friends. Maybe, just maybe God could do something about the anxiety that he's talking about. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't talk to friends. That is a good outlet. But what I'm telling you is that you need to talk to God more than you talk to your friends. Talk to God more. Some of you have a real close relationship with your fathers. Some of you have a real close relationship with your mothers, and that's good. But you've got to learn to talk to God. Hello, somebody. You got to have some consecrated talk set apart only for God. You got to learn how to pray and you got to learn how to petition in Jesus' name. You got to have gratitude with a consecrated talk. Gratitude with a consecrated talk. This is what 1 Kings 8 and 28 says. Yet regard the prayers, prayer and plea of your servant. Somebody needs to pray tonight and pray to God, Father God, in Jesus' name. Regard the prayer and the plea of your servant. Oh, Lord, my God. Oh, Lord, that's capital Lord, which is Yahweh in the hebrew uh, my god so that you may hear the cry and the prayers that your servant is praying before you today hello sir you better learn how to pray you better learn how to plead to god and, and you better know who you are especially if you are a servant are you serving god that means you got a special line Hello, somebody. You, 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 you're a servant. And one of the things I tell my sons when they call me, I say, hey, when you call, I'm going to pick up because you're my son. Oh, and other uh, Bethlehemites, when you call, it, you, it, if I have my phone, you, I'm going to pick up. Hello, somebody. Because we have that special relationship. Oh, servant. Oh, Lord, my God. So that you may hear the cry, learn how to pray, learn how to plead, learn how to cry. And the prayers that your servant is praying before you today. God has that ability. But you better learn how to set apart, consecrate your talk, set apart your talk. Consecrate means to be set apart. We call God consecrated or holy. I mean, set apart. There's none like him. And we're saying you need to have a consecrated talk to where you don't talk to nobody like you talk to him. Woo! Consecrated talk. Consecrated talk. In Jesus' name. Now, Bethlehem and Saints of God, we're coming to the end of tonight's lesson as I'm running out of time. Um, talked about consecrated gratitude consecrated trials in this life we're going to have trials gratitude with consecrated talk you have the right to talk to god but this last point really shows you really how you come to god and I'm talking about today gratitude with an attitude with consecration talking about consecrate or gratitude with consecrated thanksgiving. See, the hinge of not being anxious, 
in every situation, the hinge of right in the middle of prayer and petition. Before you present your request to God, you have to know who God is. And before you present your request to God, before you pray, um, before you petition, before you plead, before you cry, or in the midst of it all, there must be gratitude with consecrated thanking, thanksgiving. Woo, that's deep, that's deep. Because you don't know how to pray to God. And you shouldn't pray to God without thanksgiving. Uh, because it will help your attitude. It, it, it would give you that, 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 that gratitude with an attitude because you thank God for what he's already done. And thanksgiving puts you into a sanctified remembrance. You see, the devil wants you to have amnesia. Hello, somebody. He wants you to forget what God has already done for you. He wants you to forget what God has blessed you with. He, 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 he wants to give you unholy amnesia. You have to have sanctified remembrance with thanksgiving. We're in the month. Gratitude with an attitude in a month of Thanksgiving. Sunday, November the 19th, is the Sunday before Thanksgiving, to which we're asking. Now, now, don't do it unless it's the Holy Spirit leading you to have that, oh, that gratitude with an attitude and say that this thing costs me. It has to cost me to give because God has given more. With Thanksgiving giving. Thank God for what you already have in Jesus' name. If you name the name of Jesus, you have something. If you only have salvation, you have something. Hello, somebody, which is the greatest thing that you could ever have. That's the greatest miracle to ever happen on the face of scripture. We get caught up in the healing of the body, and, and, and but we don't know that the healing of the soul is the greatest and miraculous miracle that can happen and that's why oh the devil don't mind us having church as long as folk ain't getting saved uh he don't mind that hello somebody because that's the greatest miracle if you you can be thankful for your salvation that this world is not your home that you're just passing through all this stuff that you're anxious about now that, that it's going to pass away when the trumpets sound and the dead in Christ will rise first. And those of us who remain alive will be caught up in a twinkling of an eye. We shall be with him forever together in heaven where we're going to walk those streets of those cross through those pearly gates. There'll be no more dying, no more crying, no more sorrow, no more tears. Oh, no more hunger, no more wars, no more rumors of wars. Ah, we shall forever be with him. That's soul salvation. And if you can't be thankful for soul salvation, some of you just need to be thankful that you were able to uh, take a breath this morning. Hello, somebody. I like to say, um, if you don't know how precious it is to take a breath, ask somebody with sleep apnea 
who get who's the devil tries to take their life through the night was as they stop breathing but god miraculously even before the cpap machine was putting breath in your life you took a test and it said that you stopped breathing oh 20 30 50 times 100 times in a night but god delivered you through because it wasn't time for you to that's the miracle of the breath uh, that's the miracle ask somebody who's asthmatic oh about the miracle of just being able to breathe hello ask somebody who has allergies the miracles of just being able to breathe hello somebody we all have something to be thankful for ask uh, the miracle of being able not only to take a breath to get up but being able to step out and take a walk without stumbling hello somebody these are just the the stuff that we take for granted let alone our houses our cars our jobs our children hello somebody living in america is a blessing as well even though it's not the perfect place on the planet there's no other place i'd rather be hello somebody oh you gotta have gratitude with a consecrated thanksgiving because god is always blessing even in the midst of trials tribulations even in the midst of it all gratitude with a consecrated thanksgiving and that's why the psalmist says as as they go they went up to jerusalem i've been talking about the maps and and told you from jericho uh to to jerusalem and i think they said it's about four thousand feet uh up you got to go up from uh jericho if you come from tel aviv you got to go up you got to go up and these were the songs that the people would sing as they were going up to Jerusalem. And it says, enter his gates with thanksgiving. By the time you get there, you need to have thanksgiving on your heart. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Imagine if we came to church every Sunday and we entered his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise hello somebody it wasn't about the people coming up the mountain it was about the god who was resident in the temple hello somebody that's why you enter his gates with things if you don't enter the gates of the, uh, of the temple thinking about somebody else and who's not here and and who hadn't given and and all of that you got to enter if you know him you enter with thanksgiving you enter his courts with praise oh we should worship and we should praise every time we get together it says give thanks to him thank him and bless his name our god is worthy for us they have gratitude with an attitude. Our God is worthy. Like David says, and it's going to cost me to worship. It's going to cost me to worship in Jesus' name because I'm so thankful for what he's done. And that's what this Thanksgiving offering I'm talking about is about. Just, just being thankful. And again, let the Holy Spirit lead you out of that. You know, this ain't something that we normally do, but if we're teaching the word on Thanksgiving. We talk about Thanksgiving. We, this is not our first Thanksgiving series. We've got to go deeper, further in and deeper down. And this is the homework assignment. Be thankful. 
allow that thankfulness to cost you something like David he said it's got to cost me to give my worship to give my sacrifice it's got to cost me and people who are appreciative will easily give and i think i mentioned this before that october was clergy appreciation month and we had uh, some members who and from my vantage point just out of the blue just gave me an offering and i mean that really really meant something to me i was like wow that meant something to me it was gratitude with an attitude and it was going to cost them something ah for the appreciation of their pastor and that really caught me at a time where i needed some encouragement hello somebody let's be grateful to god in that manner that god may be thanked and that god may be praised in jesus name bethlehem saints god i'm out of time conclusion tonight is that we should have gratitude with an attitude of consecration we go through consecrated trials god allowed we can have consecrated talk through prayer and pleading and petitioning we can have uh, consecrated thanksgiving christians should consecrate their prayers with Thanksgiving. And before we leave tonight, there are some decisions that I want you to make tonight. First of all, we are talking about a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. The Bible says, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And perhaps you can't have this kind of gratitude because you don't know God through Jesus Christ. Maybe you've heard of him. Maybe you grew up in the church, but the church didn't grow up in you. You don't ever remember a time where you gave your life to Jesus Christ and was baptized as a public profession of your faith. God say today, if you can believe that Jesus Christ was God's only son, if you can believe that Jesus Christ is God's, is the only way to God, then today you can give your life to Jesus Christ by simply praying this prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, I come today believing that you are God's only son and that you are the only way to God. I come believing that tonight that you died for my sins, was buried and raised again on the third day so that today I may be saved. Come into my heart, come into my life, save me that I might have this gratitude with an attitude. In Jesus' name, amen. Pray that prayer for the first time. Naturally, we believe you've been born into the body of Jesus Christ. If you're anywhere near Paul's Valley, Oklahoma, we want to see you at the Bethlehem Baptist Church. The other decisions that you can make tonight, maybe you did accept Jesus Christ, but you have not been baptized. That's your first step in public profession of faith. You don't have to come down the aisles to be saved, but you must be baptized as your first profession of faith as you showing the world 
your gratitude with an attitude. Also, you may be listening, you don't have uh, a, not a member at the Bethlehem Baptist Church. If you need a church home, you need to look no further, especially if you're anywhere in West Town, anywhere in Paul's Valley, anywhere in Garvin County, driving distance, and you've been coming and been a part, but you've never joined us. We want you to become a part of the membership of the body of Christ here at Bethlehem Baptist Church. And you just let me know in Jesus' name. You can ask for prayer. Remember, always you can text me and let me know what we need to pray about on the pastor's text. You may have been led to have a rededication to Christ because you know that you haven't had that kind of gratitude with an attitude. Just let me know that you'd like to make a rededication of your faith to Christ and also accepting the call to preach. God called you to preach. and You know it and everybody else know it. It's time for you to do what God says to do. Some of the greatest preachers that I know of were runners at first. They didn't want this. I didn't want it, as a matter of fact, but I submitted to God and you can submit to God too. Allow God to take you to places that you never dreamed of going because you accept your call to preach. Well, Bethlehem and Saints of God, I want to thank you for joining us uh, tonight. And uh, I want to go ahead and challenge you to stay connected as always I want you to stay connected to god's person I want you to stay connected to god's precept and we want you to stay connected to god's people that's why we want to see you this coming sunday at 11 a.m service better yet meet us sunday school at 10 o'clock love for you to be a part of there in the sanctuary or on zoom i'll send the links out sunday morning if you're not on the pastor's text, let me know you want to be on the pastor's text. Give me your number and I'll put you there. I want to thank you once again for joining us, Bethlehem and Saints of God. Let me give the benediction. Father God, we thank you. We praise you. We glorify your holy name. We come tonight praying Job chapter 1, verse 10, benediction. Father God, that you would put your head, your protection around us, that you would keep us safe from our harm and danger until we meet again. People, God said, amen and praise the Lord. Amen and praise the Lord. Bethlehem, you are dismissed in Jesus' name.